Dr. David Tabret joining us this afternoon for Pet Chat. And what's Hi, our topic today? Oh, look, two quick things. Well, one quick thing, one slow thing. Um, and I'm following on from Easter. Hopefully you haven't eaten too many chocolates. But this month we wanted to talk about obesity in pets and what sort of things can that problems it can cause, but also how can we prevent it, how can we treat it and so on. But the other quick thing, can I throw this in now? Why not? Because I'm not sure how valid this is going to be for much longer. But look, last week at work, we had five patients with snake bite poisoning. Five? Yeah. Seems over the odds. Well, yeah, it did. But, it, you know, it was pretty warm, wasn't it? But then look at the weather this week and I'm thinking, are the snakes going to start heading back into brumination for... That's the brumination. I instead like that of word. instead of hibernation, they bruminate. They brum- um, I like that word. That's my word I'll, for the day. And I'll have a reptile person ring in and correct me, probably. But um, so just be aware, and we might even get a chance to talk about that as well. Uh, so, yeah, those are so our topics, our special topics today. And Danny Boss joining us as well. G'day, Jane. Hello. We're going to talk about chicken food today. Chicken food. Yes. Sounds um, good. A, a manufacturer, a big manufacturer of chicken food will provide a spokesman for us today and inform us what's the difference between scratch mix and layer pellets and chicken starter. Lots of good info. I can see I've got more than one new word for today. <laughs> okay, look forward to that. And we will be taking your calls a little later on. It is Pet Chat and... We do love taking your calls and Marcia's rung in from Toronto with a question to put to Dr. David Tabret. Hi, Marcia. How are you going? Uh, okay. Um, I, I have a very sick dog mm-hmm. um, and I want to know... It's okay. What, at, what, at what stage you have to make the decision? Yeah. It's, it's really tough, isn't it, when... When their bodies are failing and and you have to make those decisions, I've you know as pet owners we've probably all been there, and so we feel for what you're going through, Marcia. I guess the thing I always think is if there's more bad days than good days, and when I talk to people in the consult room when they come in and see me and they ask this question, and I can't always answer in a way, I can't make the decision, but what I can do is help provide guidance, and I guess that's what we want to do today. You know in your gut when when it's time and you have to be able to separate out your need to keep them around versus their ability and their body to be able to keep going. Pets don't live as long as us, so we're going to make this decision. And unfortunately, they don't all have that scenario where they may just pass away in their sleep at home. More often than not, we're put in the position where we might have to make that decision. My thoughts about it are is that we are in a position to help them transition and to do that painlessly so that they don't have to suffer. And so I would say you trust your instincts um, if they're not eating and if they seem to be in pain or if they're vomiting, things like that, if they start to crop up and you, you think there's more bad days than good days, then maybe it's time. And have that discussion with your vet because they're going to be able to help you. There may be medication that helps your dog towards the end in terms of palliative care but i would also say that sometimes we're in a position where helping helping your pet through that suffering and helping them you know as i say transition might be the best thing and just remember to look after yourself marcia as well there are um we use counseling services for people for the loss of their pet as well and 
your vet will be able to help you with that. So good luck. 23 past 12. And Danny Boss, we are thinking about chickens. Chickens. That's right. I'm really excited about talking about this topic. And I hope Jim Jim's listening. He's our chook expert. But um, what I wanted to do is just discuss some really simple questions we have about chook foods and get some simple answers. And Larkin Mills is a great Australian manufacturer of chook foods. And they have some really good varieties of chicken feed. So I've got Alicia Coombs, who's their spokesman about chook foods, to talk to us. Hi, Alicia. Hi, Danny. How are you going? Good, thank you. Thanks for making the time today. I know you guys are busy with the Royal Show as well. You've got to stand there, I think. Yeah, yeah. We're the um, major sponsor of Chook Food down there this year, so we've been very busy. Oh, fantastic. Well, you guys are also sponsoring our Touring RFM uh, Chooky Hilton uh, competition that we're doing here, and you're going to provide a year's worth of Chook Food for the winner of who's got the most best-looking Chook House in the Hunter Valley. So we're still getting entries for that. But I guess to start off our conversation... In the marketplace, we've got, you know, cheaper types of chook foods and then there's dearer types of chook foods. What's the main difference between paying less or paying more for these foods? Yeah, sure. So the price of certain types of chook food can often um, associate with the quality of the chook food. So with cheaper chook food varieties, you'd often find grain which is um, lower nutritional value and sometimes grain with the, which the chooks won't actually eat. So cheaper feeds are also generally imbalanced in their diet, which means the chooks won't receive the essential vitamins and minerals that they need for egg production and development. Um, so more expensive chook foods ensure that the grain you are purchasing is of high quality and often the diets are balanced so the chook is able to access all the essential vitamins and minerals which allow for maximum growth and egg production. So is there, uh, if we believe that by feeding a better, better quality chook food there is going to be more egg production throughout the year? Um, there'll be maximum egg production. So you'll be able to get um, the maximum amount of eggs that that chook can produce for a year. So because they've got all the essential vitamins and minerals, yes. um, maximum egg production can be achieved. Does it also mean that the protein content is higher in a better quality food? Um, it, it can depend on the high protein content. However, the, the essential thing to look at is a balanced feed. So if the protein isn't balanced, then um, the chook isn't able to access the high amount of protein. Oh, okay. So a balanced feed is essential. How do we, I guess, just off the point a bit, how do we yeah. make sure it's balanced? Um, most um, varieties on the back of the packet of the chook food yes. would actually let you know whether they're balanced or not. Um, some would recommend that you feed other products with it, such as a pellet, um, whereas some feeds like ours, you can just feed straight as is and they're completely balanced. Okay. That leads me to the next question I have, which is yeah. there's you can buy scratch mix or you can buy pellets. Yeah. What's yeah. the difference between both and which is better to feed? Yeah, sure. So scratch mixes allow the bird to gain access to a wide variety of grains. So often with scratch mixes, chooks are able to pick out leisure the types of grain they like. Um, scratch mixes have essential vitamins and minerals scattered throughout the feed, um, which as the chook eats can often create waste and make it a bit messy. Mm -hmm. um, some birds, however, prefer scratch mixes due to the natural texture of the grains. Mm. Um, with pelleted feeds, on the other hand, um, they're grains which have been compacted into a small shape. So often pelleted feeds have less wastage. However, some pellet sizes can be too large for the birds to peck at. So smaller pellets are probably preferable. So are both 
types of feed a, a complete balanced diet if you get the better quality food? Um, yes, most of the time they will. Some people find that their chooks just won't eat the pellet, um, that their beak, they find mm. the pellet a bit too large. Yes. So, um, yeah, they often stick, stick to a good scratch mix. Um, but you can also, it's quite acceptable to mix both a scratch mix and a pellet mix together. I do find, I, I, I'll give pellets a lot to my chooks, but when I do every couple of weeks get a couple of bags of scratch, they do love it. Yeah, <laughs> love it. it's varieties like yourself. So yeah, exactly. Not always the same thing. No, um, that's it. Now, also in, 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 the, in the chicken foods, we've got different types of mixes for younger chickens. So there's a starter mix. There's also a pullet mix. Yeah. Um, what's the difference? Why do we need to feed these to younger chicks? Yeah, sure. So uh, baby chicks are fed a chick starter ration up until six weeks of age. So the chick starter is often high in protein for development and growth and small in size. So the chick can eat it with their small beaks. Um, this is opposed to a pullet feed, which is fed at six weeks of age up until the point of lay. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, light chick starter is often high in protein. However, the feed size is slightly larger to accommodate the growing beak. Mm. Okay. Yeah. With with that product, though, does it have a coccidiostatin, and, and, and what is that, actually? Yeah, sure. So most companies offer two varieties, so you can get chook, both chook and... Um, Sorry, and pull it feed with or without a coccidiosis treatment. Um, so there are four types of coccidiosis treatments available which you can add to the feed. Um, the one in particular we use is Avatec. So that's approved by Australian standards and doesn't have a withholding period. So this treatment is often added to prevent the disease occurring in small chicks and pullets when they're most vulnerable. Um, however, if the treatment isn't added in the feed, then some people like to add it to their water. Okay. So what what is that disease? What is coccidiosis? Yeah, sure. So it's a, it's a bacterial disease that affects chicks um, from two to four weeks of age. Um, it's a bacteria that gets in their intestines and can make them um, very unwell, often causing runny feces um, or lethargicness and makes them very dehydrated. Um, so, yeah, definitely a disease you want to prevent early on. Because you can even lose them from, from coccidiosis if it's not treated. Yes, you can. It's actually a deadly disease for them. Now, there's people out there that ask me often, is there hormones, is there antibiotics in the food that I'm, I'm buying and feeding to the, to the chickens? Um, what type of additives are added to chicken foods? And I guess that's a broad statement because some brands might not have those. Yeah, that's exactly right. So most brands won't have hormones added them in at all. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, in terms of sort of um, egg yolk colouring, most layer feeds do contain a natural egg yolk colouring. Um, this is to ensure that the egg yolk is bright in colour. Um, the product we actually use in ours is a capsicum powder, which is a natural product um, to make the egg yolk yellow. So uh, that actually helps with the the colour and the yellowing of the of the yolk. There's capsicum powder in there. Yes, it oh, is. Capsicum is wow. one of those those natural products which helps with the yellowing of the egg. Wow. Um, so actually, if you've got um, a lot of capsicum scraps left over in your chook bucket, um, it's perfect for the chooks to nibble at, and um, yeah, we'll ensure a yellow egg. Well, thank you very much for your time, Alicia. That's all great. Um, yes. In terms of the foods that uh, Laku Mills has, there's like um, the the red hen and the extra egg, and that's the one yep. that we're going to look at featuring in terms of the free chicken food for a whole year. So, no, thanks for your time. 
Not a problem. Thanks very much, Danny. Have a good day. Bye. On to a new RFM. And we have asked for your calls. Uh, Tom has rung in to ask Danny about eggs. What can we do, Tom? Yeah, Danny, I was just listening to you about the uh, eggs and the way they just we, we feed eggs nowadays. I'm going back 40 years, but we used to feed it eggs, feed the chooks a little bit different. Well, not vastly different, but a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah. With grit and uh, everything else, and give them all the uh, vegetable, all the vegetables and everything else, yeah. uh, leftovers and peelings and. You know, all that sort of stuff. That's a good point. We didn't touch on the grit, and grit can be important very much oh, so. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. All that sort of stuff we had in those days, well, they were much better eggs. Mm. And often we used to get double yokers. Yes. You never hear of double yokers now, um, Danny. Yeah, I guess... I, I know I get them at home with my chooks. Yeah. Sorry. No, if you buy large eggs at the supermarket... Mm. You'll you'll get a higher proportion of double yokers, but that's because they're selected as the eggs come out. They're selected on size, and so by mm. necessity, a double yoker will be in a larger egg. Mm. So you would have to buy the larger eggs to see the double yokers. You're not going to see them in the in, in the, the smaller the, size. Yeah, because yeah. I think we see the gradings are like 50 gram jumps aren't they mm. with, you know with the size of the eggs so yeah and there's yeah there's 70 there's 80 grams 60 65 70 right. so I, yeah, I get yeah. my eggs at a well, animal welfare shop at hamilton and they're the large free range eggs right but i i can't remember the last time i had a double yolk egg and i was just laying there thinking about it and i thought Duff. From what I found with my chooks with the double yokers, um, is that I generally get the double yokers when they, um, when the chooks usually start to, to lay, um, when they start laying after winter. So at that point, they, we get some double yokers at that point in time. So Danny, do you? Danny, it's, um, if you, uh, you run your own chooks, you've got control over your chooks and what you feed them and everything else. You're going to get better quality eggs. Generally, yes, you should do. Commercially, uh, they sell. Yeah, especially if you let your chooks free range as well. Oh, yes, I yes. find when you let your chooks yes. free range, oh, yes. the flavour of the eggs is yes, also yes. a lot better. We used to let our chick, uh, eggs, um, eggs, our uh, chooks out from a large, we used to have a large pen Dad built and uh, used to let them run around the yard as people did in those days, mm. you know, scratch up the yard and everything else. But um, times have changed, I think. <laughs> Never right. mind. Uh, just, uh, just, yeah, it just struck me and uh, as I put from your mind when you were saying about the eggs, Yep. Uh, I think if people uh, run their own eggs, it's uh, a lot, um, you know, they're probably uh, more inclined to get uh, double yokers. Exactly, and that's what I'm finding. Uh, good question, Tom. Very good. Good to talk about double yokers. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> let's talk about obesity. I'm sure they're not related. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Jane, if you eat lots of double yoker eggs <laughs> all in one day. Um, <laughs> I just thought this was a really interesting topic coming after Easter. Look, have you got any chocolate sitting around? No. Probably not. <laughs> Wonder why. Probably not. <laughs> but uh, look, last week we talked keep chocolate away from your dog because of the uh, theobromine poisoning and so on. Um, but as we, as the weather turned, you know, last week we sort of hitting 30 and this week yeah. it's not going to go over 22. So we've got shorter daylight hours and a um, bit of showers around. We're probably less inclined to exercise our pets, but it's very, very important that we maintain an exercise regime. And most dogs really are going to need to be walked um, for th- 20 to 30 minutes once or twice a day. And I know some people r- religiously get their dogs out, you know, three times a day. It's going to vary depending on if you've got a backyard, depending on the size of your dog, your energy level. If you've got a sporting breed, they're really a dog that needs a lot more energy. 
Although I did remember once hearing from someone that apparently boxes are very good apartment pets in Germany. <laughs> but then okay. just about every house is an apartment, I'm guessing. <laughs> exactly. So you don't have much choice. But uh, look, it's a very simple equation. Obesity, first of all, is a problem because, and we're seeing more and more of it um, associated and causing things like arthritis, early onset of arthritis. It can also cause some heart disease. It's associated with increased risk of diabetes, cancer, liver disease, and um, probably kidney disease, uh, although I might be a bit tenuous there. Uh, So there's enough health reasons for us to be careful about this. And what we want to look at doing is how do we correct it? So exercise levels are very important. And uh, it might mean if, um, you know, you take a ball and and go to a a leash-free area and look at council websites, you'll be able to find leash-free areas. Go down to the park. It might be one of the beaches and let your dog run around. And the great benefit I find is we tend to exercise with them. Okay, So so the dog will be taking us for a run. Exactly. Uh, so benefits both ways. So that's one side of the equation, energy out, get them out, get them active. It does wonderful things for their mental state as well. Um, too many times we see dogs inappropriately selected, like your Border Collies and your Kelpies, kept in a small backyard and nobody exercises them. Uh, and they're dogs that really need to be energetic and running all the time. I mean, that's what they're bred for. So you have to provide that for them, both physically and mentally. On the other side, of course, you've got to also worry about um, uh, calories in. And so how do we address that? And there's a few simple tri- uh, tips that you can use. One is you've got to watch the calorie content of the food. Um, obviously, high-fat foods have higher energy content. Um, dogs and cats uh, have completely different digestive systems, metabolic systems. So we're not going to go into the detail there. But uh, we do need to look at the balance between protein, carbohydrate, fat. And one of the ways to reduce en- energy in the food, if you don't select a, um, an off-the-shelf weight-reducing or weight-loss food, uh, and there's a number of them around, talk to your vet or your good pet store will be able to point you in the right direction. But uh, one of the other ways is to add fibre to the diet to help provide some bulk, lower the calorie content, um, and that could be things like carrots and beans um, which provide fiber or say metamucil powder insoluble fiber as well helps to reduce the energy content smaller meals more often so you might say okay before i was feeding one and a half cups of food a day we're going to cut that down to uh, one cup plus some fiber but we're going to break it up into three meals so it'll be a third of a cup and that way we're asking the body to do the digestion three times which is more energy consumption and finally, cut out the treats. You know, they, dogs are, um, they're gluttons. <laughs> their natural instinct is if there's food, we'll eat it and worry about it. Because you think of their pack behavior and their hunting instinct. When they find something and they're going to eat it, then they'll go and rest afterwards. So we need to take a couple of approaches. Reduce calories in, increase calories out. Um, and I might give you a tip later on how do you know if your pet's obese? Because it's not just the scales. It's a good topic, um, David, because mm. I was just talking this morning to a friend who's got a Cavalier, which there should be around 10 to 12 kilos in weight. But Well, her dog this, is, this is one of the things I wanted to touch on, yeah. But her dog was 15 kilos. So you're looking at mm. 30% increase in weight, which is quite a lot if you look at it on a, on a human perspective. And, and what I found was talking to her is that 
she likes to make sure it gets a good amount of doggy kibble, you know, biscuits. Yeah. And if you just fed a little bit of biscuit, it's just, you know, it seems not enough, not, not uh, satisfying enough. There's these the big, big bowls. <laughs> you know what the simple trick is? Buy a small bowl. <clears throat> yes. Just well, buy a small bowl. A smaller bowl because it will fill up a lot easier. Yeah. And I recommend it also, well, instead of just your regular uh, normal standard food, go for the, just as you said, the weight control food. Weight the loss weight, The weight loss. Mm. And that way you might not have to feed as little as, you know, but the fact that it's got lower in fat content, it'll be better for no, the you, dog. That's right. You're going to feed, you're going to fill that stomach up. Um, but look, the the tip is instead of just looking at the weight, stand over the top of your dog and have a look in front of their hips. There should be a waist. Mm -hmm. So the line from their chest back to their hips shouldn't be straight. It should dip in like they've got a waist. And if you look at them from the side, the line from their chest to their back shouldn't be flat. It should tuck up. It should come up towards the back legs. So that's the sign of a good... And then what you do is you take your dog and weigh it and go, okay... There's your weight, there's your body condition. Um, look, you haven't got a waist, so I think you're overweight and you're 15 kilos. And I usually say to people, take 10 to 15% weight goal, that's what we want to take off. So if we're 15 kilos, we're going to say, let's go for a two kilo weight loss. Do that in about six weeks, then reassess and look at the dog's body condition. Rather than picking a breed, uh, a standard of weight because a lot of people have crossbred dogs too so mm. they can't always just look at that that's true um, so yeah there's a couple of strategies there to uh, to have a look at and see if we can help our pets get through winter avoid arthritis avoid heart disease diabetes cancer all of those things and in the process look after yourselves as well Pet Chat on 2NURFM, it's 14 to 1 and you might be listening to us on your iPhone or your Android you can do that. There is an app available. You can head to our website, 2 com to find out how to get hold of that. It's a free download as well. Now, the University of Newcastle has a homestay program, and they're looking for foster families to help give a home environment, a family environment for students, and the students and families are matched as well. Students do pay a weekly fee to assist with household expenses, and it's, uh, you get to know, get to know about a person from another place, might be another country as well. Fiona can tell you more about this program. Four nine two one six triple seven. Four nine two one six triple seven to NURFM. In touch with our community for our sponsor, All Season Spas, Firebrick Drive, Thornton, distributors of Australian-made my spa from Sapphire Spas. To a new RFM, this is Pet Chat. And we were talking about <coughs> obese dogs, David Tabret. Mm. Um, and I want to know when Why the weather's... Why do you say my name like that? Oh, <laughs> well, I, I want your opinion. <laughs> when the weather's a bit as it is today, oh. do dogs think as much about going outside as humans might? <laughs> yeah, about the same. I'm just thinking of my little dog at home and he loves to sleep on the bed and wears her coat in winter, but she loves to go for a run. I think it's more when you get home, you've got to give her a bath. So, yeah, uh, look, it can be a bit of a hassle, thing, isn't a it? human reaction it's again, a, eh? And I can understand that. You take them to the beach and they come home and there's sand all through your car. And But, look, it's good to blame the dogs instead of the kids for a change, I suppose. <laughs> the main thing is everybody's getting out and having some uh, exercise. And, um, you know, going to the beach in winter, it's quite invigorating as well. And, yeah, dogs love it. So... Uh, I would encourage everyone to make sure that they um, make the most of our natural 
resources and uh, environment over this uh, winter period. Don't be afraid to exercise your dog. It's good for you. I think this is surreptitiously. It's actually a way to get people up and moving as well. Okay. Well, that's one of the health benefits of having a pet. More exercise helps your blood pressure. Uh, you know, those sort of things. So there's, it cuts both ways. We've still got time for a short call, a short question. If you'd like to phone us in, 49216216 to put to our pet vet today. Danny's, Danny's been um, talking about his, uh, Chook, what is it, Chucky Hilton? The Chook Hilton competition. Yeah, Danny. Tell us, how's that right. going? What have we, what so are we we've up got, to? We've got lots of entries coming in. <clears throat> to people showcasing, taking photos of, of their chicken coops. Is there a way for us to see so the Chucky Hiltons now? Um, hmm. You haven't got them up on a website? They are. They're on, on, they're on the Pet Shop Boys Facebook site as well. So oh, you can have a look okay. there. Okay, we can, we've want, got them there. I do want to have a look. You take some time and have a look. Mm. Like the Pet Shop Boys Facebook site and you'll be having access to a whole lot of it, David. All the, all the tr- <laughs> I don't have any chooks, but I just think the idea that a, oh, there's a been chook some house really might be really... great chook houses. Yeah, with extravagant. extravagant. Yeah, really? really good looking. The butler. <laughs> the butler service and the maid. <laughs> but what we're looking for is send us your Chooky Hilton. Let us see it. Let's have a look at the photos. And the winner can win a whole 12-month supply of chicken feed. All right? So, so it's a pretty you, good prize. Are you finding that people build their own? People do build. A lot of them do build the their own. The interesting ones. That's right. The very interesting ones. The very ones. interesting ones are all homemade, custom-made. But you can also send the entries to petchat at 2nurfm.com. Excellent. Okay, so send them to that email Excellent. and we can load them up put as them well. In, put them into the competition. That's right. Mm. So it's certainly worthwhile. So hurry up and get is your it, entries in. And Danny, is there anything in the uh, the rumour that um, a, a wonderful Chucky Hilton means you're going to get a double yoga? <laughs> we, I know. <laughs> well, if I guess if you make your chooks nice and comfortable, there make could be them, a chance. Yes. But as I, said to, as I said to Tom, is I do find normally is when, when chooks first start laying, they start laying smaller eggs. That's when they first come in to lay at point of lay. So is but, this in spring? Um, well, it depends when you get your chook. Oh, okay. It does. It depends when you get your chook. And when it's about 18 to 20 weeks old, yep. then it'll start laying. They start with smaller eggs, but then you can be lucky enough to get quite a few double yokers. Okay. Also, they will get double yokers after the molting season. So when they're finished molting and they come back on the lay after winter, you can get lots of double yokers then. And that's Pet Chat for today. Look forward to double yokers and Chucky Hilton. I'll let you know. Thank you, David Tabret. Thank Thanks, you, Jane. Danny Boss. Pet Thank Chat you. returns next Wednesday after the one o'clock, after the 12 o'clock news. Don't leave it till one. It'll be too late. Let's check the weather for our sponsor, inkjetwholesale.com.au, where you pay less and print more. Some showers around today and we have 19 degrees at Swansea. One o'clock news coming your way in three minutes time and then John Slaven after that some great music on to NURFM.